Hi, I'm Chris Benincasa, and you're listening to the Jersey Arts Podcast. Wednesday, April 13th, Vox Sambu and his band will take the stage at the Jay and Linda Grunin Center for the Arts. He writes and performs in Haitian, French, English, Spanish, and Portuguese. And his music focuses on the traditional rhythms of Haiti mixed with elements of Afrobeat, jazz, reggae, and hip-hop. Vox Sambu is currently, and it seems usually, touring the world. We spoke with him shortly after he arrived in the U.S. after a visit with family in Haiti. I started our conversation by asking him about the song you're hearing right now, African Diaspora. So what can you tell us about this song? It was the first track you shared with me. Um, what are some of the ideas that went into it and what was your experience composing it and recording it? Yes, for the African diaspora track, it was my first meeting with the African continent. In 2011, I was invited by the Canadian consulates of Senegal, Mali and Burkina Faso. And while collaborating with musicians of DJ Awadi, which is like a pioneer of hip hop in West Africa, and that's how we came about to make that song. After the regular rehearsal, we're just jamming, and then we start creating, and that's what this song came about from Dakar. And then we went to Bamako at Studio Bogolan. This is where it was recorded. And I was really touched by the fact that I was, they took me as if I was Senegalese when I was in Dakar. And that song is basically to create that bridge and to own my to own my identity as an African uh, from the diaspora. I love this track, and I loved how you opened your NPR Tiny Desk concert with it. Um, why is this song and the subject of the African diaspora important to you? It, it, it is very important. I think our identity is super important. I think if somebody doesn't know yourself, there's no you can move forward. And I feel like one of the aspects in the Caribbean, we forget where we come from. And that's why in the beginning of the song, I'm talking about Brazil, I'm talking about Trinidad, South Andres, Colombia, Haiti, Jamaica, Dominican Republic, because we're all from the African, uh, we are the African diaspora. And that's why it's so important to me to try to basically to create that bridge from the sons of Africans that live outside of a continent. Like if you think about it, if you live in Haiti, you want to go to Martinique or Guadeloupe, it's super hard to travel. You have to go to Miami or it's once a week if you have. If you go to Trinidad, it's the same thing. And I feel like like culturally with the music, we can try to gap to make that to, to make that bridge that connects that connects us. Your hometown is Limbe, Haiti. Can you tell us a little bit about it? <laughs> Do you have time? <laughs> No, uh, Lebe, it's in the north side of Haiti, very close to Capaïtien, very close to Vertier, and uh, around 
70,000 people, but unofficially. And it's really one of the most important places in the Haitian Revolution. Thinking about it, the last, the last battle of the Haitian Revolution happened in November 18, 1803. And the, the general Jean-Jacques Dessalines and his soldiers met on November, November 2nd in Lembe, in the location where it's used now as my primary school called L'Ecole Lepévédic. And that's where they planned the battle of the last, uh, th that's why they planned the last battle, really. So Lembe, we have a lot of agriculture, like plantains, like cafe, and uh, yeah, basically a lot of agriculture. And uh, most of the economy is the women that take care of it. For example, if you go to the market, like in the center, you'd find 95% of the people working there, they are women, like... Nowadays, they're, they're even more present. They're carrying a lot of stuff. And for me, it's very inspiring. And I just got back from there. Before I go, I always feel, oh, my God, my country is dying. Oh, what can I do? And you get there, you see the people, they have so much energy. They have so much love. And they have they work so much in the in community, in the community. And that's what Lembe is. It's the place that I find, every time I go there, I... I find complete peace and love at the same time. Okay, and here is a song of yours called Oh Haiti. Oh yeah, Yo condamné, pour yon crime yo pas même connaît Pensez des fois, avant ou dit qu'il y a mal mené Haiti was produced by uh, Euphrates It's a Iraqi band uh, producers from Montreal And uh, it's the first track of my first album called Lakai It was an introduction of, of Vox Sambou And at the same time, what I like to speak about uh, The second verse I'm talking about uh, I'm always, I always believe in peace That's the only way out I'm always expressing the fact that There's a lot of Haitians living in Haiti and, uh, and they don't know what's going to happen when they leave. They are forced to leave their home and then they are forced to stay where they are, living in nostalgic at the same time. Some music is meant to be listened to anywhere. Some music is meant to be experienced live. How do you prefer people to hear your music? For me, it's an experience. I am really about the live aspect of the show. I think even when we are in the studio and recording, and we really let the energy flows. And uh, I think that's, that's, that's what I'm, I'm more comfortable about. I think that's where we are like more vulnerable. And I feel like, and at the same time, this is where we are at our best. 
and it's really it's really the live aspect that's why i always tell people if you listen to the show itself on uh, on a cd um but for me it's the live aspect because there are so many elements because it's not just my voice it's not just the vox ensemble coming it's everybody's uh all the musicians putting their heart and soul at it and expressing their own art it's not just about one individual it's really the full band coming together at once you know you know when we're on stage like for every time we go on stage we feel like people are celebrating us and that's why we take we don't take it for granted we feel like we have to share a message of our community and uh so it, basically voxobu is the is the face it's my my head and but it's really it is the full band everybody gives 100% all the time all the time that's why i cannot take all the any any time like all the credits for what we've been doing everybody's putting like equally the same effort to to make the band what it is right now which kind of music or genre was your first love my first love with music i remember when i was uh, i was a child it, yeah, on my street there's this guy who was walking with a, some sort of radio stereo but the battery was super bad and he was playing this song like and then I'm listening to it, what? super slow. And then I was like, who's, 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 what music is that? And he told me it's Gregory's Ark, you know, like our French accent. But it's, it's Greg is Ark. That it, he was playing Night Nurse. And later I, I understood what that meant. But, but when I first, I, my parents always played Haitian music and my mom always sing traditional Haitian songs since I was a kid. But I was like, wow, this is different. I want to know what it is. And I, I later I discovered Bob Marley, there were new music and, uh, and Haitian music for sure. But that was really my first reaction. I was like, wow. And as an adolescent, that's all we do. We play soccer on the street and interpret music that we hear on the radio. But with, without the idea, oh, one day I want to be a musician, which was never a part of it. <laughs> You're a founding member of the hip-hop collective Nomadic Massive, and your music in general has a lot of hip-hop influences. Being from the East Coast of the U.S., I'm always interested when artists from other countries embrace hip-hop. How did your relationship with hip-hop develop? Oh my God, hip-hop means everything. Everything to me, for, for, for my experience in Haiti. Understand I'm coming from this countryside when I was... Uh, a child going to Paul Prince, the capital city, at 12 years old to go to secondary school and a Catholic school. That's where my parents wanted to take me. And as an outsider, that's the first time I felt, oh my God, I'm, I'm not home. And luckily, I met this guy from the north side as well. He was doing rap music. And he basically told me, if you can do poetry and you place it on the beat, that's what, at the time, it was like rap. We didn't know the culture of hip hop. It was like rap. And literally, I start speaking with him. We get, you know, to be friends. And that, that really helped me from there on. And then I start writing, you know. And, uh, and all he was talking was very positive messages, like social content, how to be, how to be proud of yourself. And when I had the opportunity to move to Canada, and I meet other artists there at the Hip Hop Symposium at the University of Concordia, and we create that band called Tomatic Massive. Of course, everybody was doing hip hop, 
even though I wanted to do reggae music, but I had to blend in. So hip hop opened a new world for me. I meet basically people from South America, from Cuba, from Brazil. When I become the director of the youth center, I kept contact with these people. Every Black History Month, I would hire them to come and speak with our youth and what hip hop meant and not just what you see on TV, what it is meaning in the community. So for me, hip hop is everything. Okay, so what can your audience at the Grunin Center for the Arts expect to experience at your show this coming Wednesday? One thing I really love, it's not just us about being on stage, people watching you. For me, it's very important to engage with the people and we do it in a, a, a togetherness aspect. It's okay, you don't have to stand up and dance, you can sit down, but understand we are in this moment together because the, the person could decide to be anywhere else. They could, they could stay at home, they, but they come to see, to discover what you come to bring. And then for me, the most important thing for me is try to connect. And then look, this is what we can do together. Of course, I'm speak, I'm singing like in different languages. I'm singing in Haitian or in Portuguese, anything like that. But I try to do my best to try to explain the theme, the music that we are doing to try to, to connect. Okay, Vox Sambu, thank you very much for doing the podcast. Oh, thank you so much, Christopher. Vox Sambu and his band are performing Wednesday, April 13th at the Jay and Linda Grunin Center for the Arts. For more information, visit grunincenter.org. That's G-R-U-N-I-N center.org. And for more info about the arts in New Jersey, visit jerseyarts.com. liked this episode, be sure to review, subscribe, and tell your friends. A transcript of this podcast, as well as links to related content and more about the arts in New Jersey, can be found on jerseyarts.com. The Jersey Arts Podcast is presented by Art Pride New Jersey, advancing a state of creativity since 1986. This show is created in partnership with the New Jersey State Council on the Arts, with additional support from the National Endowment for the Arts. This episode was hosted and produced by Chris Benincasa. Executive producers are Jim Atkinson and C. Stroud. I'm Chris Benincasa for the Jersey Arts Podcast. Thanks for listening.